Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on this Tuesday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see you. Sorry I didn't do an episode yesterday. I just uh, knew some news was coming down the pipe and wanted to wait until it actually came out before I did an episode with you. And that news is that Ole Miss lost another staff member, but they also added an instant impact guy from the portal. There's also a few other things to talk about. Maybe a new defensive line coach with a familiar name coming to Oxford. Maybe. We'll see. More guys in the transfer portal that Ole Miss is targeting, uh, one of which possibly going to visit at the end of the week. Also, basketball got a big win. Well, I don't know if we can call it a big win. A a win over a rival is never bad. Uh, But we'll see if this actually becomes something. More on that a little bit later. If there's time, I've got a little bit of time with you and a lot to talk about. So let's dive right in. Again, my name, Michael Borky. Glad to see you guys. Follow me on Twitter if you don't already. Just search my name, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Michael Borky. Find me there. Also find me on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and visit LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. If you are cooking with meat, LB's just across from Kroger again on University Avenue right there in Oxford is the best place in Mississippi to do that. Go by and see Greg and tell him that I sent you or get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, but they're open every day. So if you're cooking with meat and you're around Oxford, you've got the best place in Mississippi to get it right there in your backyard. So go by LB's and tell them I sent you. So let's start with uh, let's start with the transfer portal first, actually. Let's start with the transfer portal. Ole Miss got a commitment from Aishim Young. Aishim Young, uh, defensive back, really, it, it, they say DB, read uh, safety. I expect him to play the Jacob Springer role. I could be wrong, but I expect him to play the Jacob Springer role for Ole Miss from Iowa State. When you watch his highlights, when you watch him play, the first thing that stands out to you is uh, the dude likes to hit. In in the past, he's even had uh, issues with targeting penalties. He he has gotten a lot of them in the past. Apparently, this past season, he has cleaned that up and and was able to stay on the field much longer. Uh, But he's a physical downhill safety. Uh, The knock on him uh, was a little bit of struggles uh, in pass coverage, but if he fits the role that I think he's going to fit, which is Jake Springer, he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot of that. He's going to be more playing downhill, which when you watch his highlights, holy crap, he plays downhill and and he hits. He's a very exciting player. He's got an NFL future. Um, Got a very interesting past, if you want to read about him. He took a a bit of a winding road to get to Iowa State and, and then to Ole Miss, but uh, that's a big pickup, and this is the kind of guy, he is a plug-and-play, instant impact safety that Ole Miss needed to sign. Instant impact guy that Ole Miss needed to sign, and this is the kind of player that they needed to sign to make this year's recruiting cycle a success. If you guys remember listening to me on signing day, I said signing day is not about uh, a class ranking. Uh, Recruiting rankings do matter. Don't get me wrong. Um, what I'm trying to say is it's about the number of players. 
and what players show up to your campus. It's about talent acquisition wherever they come from. So as long as you are bringing in talent, the recruiting class ranking now might not reflect the kind of talent you're bringing in. So if you're bringing in 10 portal guys and signed only 17 high school guys, your class ranking is not going to reflect the kind of talent you brought in. So don't get me wrong. Recruiting rankings are a direct correlation between how talented a team is, success on the field, players in the NFL, all that. That is absolutely true. But until those things, and 24-7 does a pretty good job at adding transfers into class rankings if you want to complete them. So that does help. But if you're looking at other services or things like that, or if you're looking at the 24-7 composite, when they don't add in the transfers, then that doesn't tell the entire story. Talent acquisition is what recruiting is all about. And for Ole Miss, they did not sign a big high school class for whatever the reason may be. So the portal was always going to be extremely important. And this is the kind of player they had to get. This is the kind of player they had to get. And they got him. So now they get Aishim Young, a plug-and-play defensive back. They got a former four-star safety from Auburn. So they've added two pieces in the secondary that they need. Uh, they added a high-level running back in Zach Evans as long as all that works out. Uh, they have added two wide receivers, if you count Jalen Knox from last year. Uh, most people think that they're going to get that Central Michigan linebacker who's been first-team all-MAC for the last three years. Uh, there, there are more players on the defensive line at linebacker that they are expected to sign. If they close as well as some people think that they will, the acquisition of talent went pretty damn well uh, this offseason. So people are freaking out about signing day in the class that was ranked in the 20s, which is now ahead of Mississippi State, by the way, in just high school players on 24-7. Uh, so the, the narrative around here was State out-recruited Ole Miss. Well, not anymore because Ole Miss added a four-star defensive back uh, a few days ago during the uh, the All-Star game. Haven't touched on that either, uh, so I need to get to that as well. My gosh, so much has happened since the last time that I've talked to you. But yeah, Ole Miss during the, um, I think it was the Under Armour All-American game, uh, got a commitment, unfortunately, from a player that uh, could not participate in the game because of a positive COVID test. Um, I'm going to butcher this last name. I, I, I've heard it said a bunch of times, and I still can't get it right. Uh, it's it's Davison Ig. Oh God, this is embarrassing. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Igbino son. Igbino Igbino son. That's embarrassing. I should be able to pronounce it by now. Please don't hold it against me. Point is, it's a guy from the Northeast. Chris Partridge is heavily involved in the Northeast. Uh, he came from New Jersey, and he's a four-star defensive back. Uh, I guess they list him uh, at, at cornerback, but he's six foot three. Uh, and they added him, which made their class ranking go uh, a little bit higher. So, according to rivals, they're 25. I think in 24 7, they're 22. So, a step ahead of Mississippi State. He was a nice addition late in the process, although they got his signature on the early signing day. They just honored his desire to commit uh, slash sign at the All-Star game. So either way, they added a great high school player since the last time we talked, a four-star kid from New Jersey. They've added Aishim Young, a high-quality plug-and-play instant impact safety. And uh, now we'll see what's next for them. But so far, I had somebody ask me yesterday during the radio show, why has Ole Miss failed in the portal? And I just I don't see what 
other people are seeing when they ask that question. Again, so far, two plug-and-play defensive backs, one former four-star from Auburn, one possibly NFL-ready guy from Iowa State. You get Zach Evans, former five-star running back. You get two wide receivers, both of which have Division One experience as a starter. You're crystal balled or whatever to get the first-team all-Mac linebacker three years running, and you've got even more that you're going to add. Other teams recruit the portal as well. You're not going to bat a 1,000. And just because you didn't sign Dylan Gabriel or whoever doesn't make the portal recruiting a failure. So far, it's gone pretty damn good for Ole Miss, and uh, they're not quite done yet. So uh, according to David Johnson, they're possibly going to get a visit here in a couple of days from former Southern Cal tight end Michael Trigg. There's the obvious connection there with the Ole Miss staff, uh, former uh, Southern Cal staffer now on Lane Kiffin staff for Ole Miss, obvious connection there. Uh, he is from Tampa, Florida, so a little bit closer to home is Oxford. Former four-star, almost five-star guy, according to 24-7. And, um, I mean, the skill set is absolutely there. He would come in and be the most talented tight end on the roster. And I think Ole Miss missed a lot this year having uh, a tight end of this quality to go to. I mean, Casey Kelly did some nice things, but his ceiling is quite low compared to that of Michael uh, Michael Triggs. So if they can sign a guy like this, who apparently is expected to come in for a visit, and when you come in for a visit and classes start very soon, that's a really good sign, and uh, we'll see if they can add him. More importantly, people are focused on the now portal entry, Jackson Dart, the Southern Cal quarterback who hit the portal after what most people believe was word that Caleb Williams will be going to Southern Cal. He was in L.A. over the weekend, and Jackson Dart at the end of the weekend hit the portal. You know, connecting the dots, drawing a line between one and the other. Seems like Caleb Williams is Southern Cal bound if Jackson Dart hit the portal. Most people, with the exception of Mike Farrell, who doesn't know what he's doing, uh, have mentioned that Ole Miss should and will uh, be in contact with Jackson Dart, that they will be a player for his services, uh, be on the lookout for BYU, apparently. Uh, Georgia, maybe Oklahoma. Reportedly, he is set to take a visit to Oklahoma here soon. And according to people that cover the program there in Norman, Jackson Dart is being told, and I mean, who knows how real this reporting is, but people that cover the program there are saying that this is real, and if this is real, this is a big mistake on Oklahoma's part, are telling him, trying to sell him on taking a redshirt year to sit behind Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel, by the way, with three years of eligibility left, uh, will, I guess, just go to the NFL at five foot eleven with a uh, not-an-elite arm, uh, will be a one-and-done at Oklahoma and go to the NFL next year, and it will be Jackson Dart's job after that. That is the pitch to Dart at Oklahoma. Uh, that should be an easy thing to recruit against if you're Ole Miss. If Ole Miss really wants him, that should be a very easy thing to recruit against because also, by the way, Oklahoma is entertaining Brock Purdy, I believe, this week, and they just signed a blue-chip quarterback, and they're going to keep signing him. Uh, his best chance at coming in and being a starter right away is at Ole Miss. 
If that is, in fact, Oklahoma's pitch to Jackson Dart, who apparently is visiting here very soon, if that is their pitch, then Ole Miss should be able to out-recruit that because uh, Dylan Gabriel's got multiple years of eligibility left. Multiple. And they're also entertaining another transfer, apparently. And they just signed a blue-chip guy. Ole Miss didn't bring in a quarterback in this recruiting class. And while Luke Altmaier showed some promise in the Sugar Bowl, um, Jackson Dart is more raw talented than Luke Altmaier. And he will not be pitched, yeah, red shirt. And then after Dylan Gabriel definitely becomes a first-round pick, you can fill in after him. It's not really how that's going to work. That pitch from Oklahoma doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to me. Also, BYU, an obvious player, considering uh, um, who Jackson Dart is. <laughs> um, so BYU is a player there, but they had a guy that started multiple games that returns for BYU. This is the kind of guy that Ole Miss needs to get. Caleb Williams, uh, they were a real player for Caleb Williams. Doesn't sound like that's going to come into fruition, understandably so, but Jackson Dart is the kind of talent uh, that you need to you need to try to sign. It's really that simple. And you can offer the best pitch compared to BYU and Oklahoma. You can compete for the job right away, and you can play in the best conference in America. Ole Miss has that pitch. Uh, they need to get this done, in my opinion. They need to get this done because nobody else that's in the portal or will hit the portal will be as talented as Jackson Dart. You also have... Um, something to sell compared to that of Oklahoma and even BYU. You've got something to sell. They've got to go get him. So we'll keep an eye on it. Um, Michael Trigg would be a big-time pickup if they're able to pull that off. If they're able to pull that off, that's a big-time pickup. But in the meantime, we'll keep an eye on Jackson Dart. Uh, I mean, he was a, a blue-chip guy coming out of high school. He flashed when he played for a bad USC team with a fired coach. Uh, I mean, he's got athletic ability and, and arm talent for days. Uh, that's the kind of guy you got to try to go sign. Uh, they need to get this done, in my opinion. This is very important. So is Michael Trigg, the tight end. So we'll see if they can pull it off. Something to keep an eye on as the week goes on. The podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're anywhere in the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, phone systems, anything like that. Anything like that. Office technology in the state of Mississippi. ABSMS.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will work with you to find the best solution for your office technology needs. ABSMS.com. Ole also lost a staff member. Uh, that went official earlier today. Kevin Smith off to Miami. Uh, that's been rumored for a little while, and he is gone. So on the surface, losing a running backs coach, honestly, not that big of a deal. There's some really good ones out there. If Lane Kiffin is able to hire, uh, let's say just throwing this out there, I don't know. I don't have any inside information here, but Kevin Falk is currently looking for a job. He was at LSU for the last couple of years. Uh, to me, that would be an upgrade. So it's just a running backs coach. There are good ones out there. You can replace Kevin Smith and you will be fine and you won't miss much. Okay, this isn't like losing a coordinator. It's a running backs coach. Not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. But this is another staff member 
one of which was Kiffin's – I mean, this Kevin Smith's kind of been Kiffin's guy. And he's off to what is a lateral move. All of these things can be true at once. You guys have heard me talk about the phrase lateral move before. I think it's uh, disingenuous, honestly, that some people have described what Durkin and Levy and Wilson Love did as lateral moves. I'm sorry, they are not lateral moves. The defensive coordinator job at Texas A&M is better than the defensive coordinator job at Ole Miss. Jeff Lebby's job at Oklahoma is better than the one he had. Total, complete, full autonomy of an offense at Oklahoma is better than being the OC under Lane Kiffin. I'm sorry that's just the truth. And Wilson Love took probably the best strength and conditioning coach job in America. He has more resources to do his job than any other place in America. Those aren't lateral moves. And people keep talking about them as if they are lateral moves. And it's just not true. It's it's sobering. But it's not true. Those guys did not take lateral moves. You can explain all of those away. This one, I don't think it's a lateral move at all. Kevin Smith is from Florida. I think the Ole Miss job is the only one he's had outside of Florida. So maybe even this one you can explain away. And yes, it is just a running backs coach. It's not the end of the world. But all of these things, I think, can be true at the same time. As you guys know, after great seasons, other people want the coaches that were involved in making that season happen. Great years lead to your staff getting poached. They weren't lateral moves. The offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and strength and conditioning coach took better jobs, in my opinion. Also, Lane Kiffin has traditionally hired very well. Nick Savage, for example, was a great replacement for Wilson Love. Great replacement uh, for Wilson Love. It's a great hire. Uh, Chris Partridge is really highly thought of, really highly thought of in in the coaching circles. He's a great recruiter, and his football chops are apparently really good. Even Charlie Weiss Jr., I know people are skeptical about that hire, but like I told you guys last time we talked, I believe, last time he and Kiffin worked together, they had a top 15 offense in college football. And as I understand it, Charlie Weiss Jr. is kind of the opposite of Kiffin. Uh, As I'm told, he's kind of a grinder. He's like a 14-hour day film nut. He he's gonna he's that type. And so, you know, may or may not work out. Maybe it feels like a downgrade to you, but the, again, the last time they worked together was a top 15 scoring offense in college football. Last year had to replace his offensive line coach, his defensive line coach, a couple other staffers, and look at what he did. He has traditionally hired very, very well. And if he adds his brother to the staff, which has been rumored for a little while, if Chris Kiffin comes back to Ole Miss to coach the defensive line and you move Joiner to linebackers, which I think would be the most logical step, that's a damn good hire. I know it's his brother, and that dynamic is interesting, but Chris Kiffin will recruit, and Chris Kiffin will coach extremely well. So you'd be in pretty good shape there. So that can be true as well. It can also be true that it is fair to be concerned about why this is happening. While I do believe that three of the four staff members that have left all took uh, better jobs, um, Kevin Smith has kind of been a Kiffin guy. Wilson Love is kind of Kiffin's guy. Lane Kiffin gave DJ Durkin his first shot after what happened at Maryland. That should have held more weight than it appeared to have. Um, there's people talking and of course people talk and it may or may not be true, but, but there's people talking about how Kiffin's a little tough to work for. And, uh, 
organization is a bit of an issue. Uh, if that's true, then this makes sense, and that's concerning. I think it's fair for you as fans to be concerned. I don't think you have a reason to panic yet. I think a lot of the panic has been unjustified. Um, I mean, he just won 10 games in year two. He had ta- staff turnover last year, and it worked out just fine. And so far, there's no reason to believe that it won't work out fine this time. Yeah, the recruiting class, from the high school perspective, they missed on a couple of guys late, but look at who they're adding in the portal. My God, if they find a way to get Michael Trigg and Jackson Dart, you are cooking. And they're not done. Even after just adding those two, there's a handful of other guys that that they will get out of the portal that will be instant impact guys. Um, so I don't think the panic is justified. I understand the concern. I, I would be concerned. I get it. But the panic isn't justified. Um, but there's some truth to the idea. Last point. There's some truth to the idea that um, Lane Kiffin's personality or whatever you want to call it, I think is having an adverse effect on the program. I think it's having an adverse effect on the fans. I think it's having an adverse effect on keeping his staff, and I think it had some in recruiting. The constant, constant looking at other jobs is adversely affecting the program. Nobody wanted him in this coaching carousel. If I had to guess, he thought that winning 10 games at Ole Miss in year two was going to get him his the, the next big job, but nobody called him. The job-hopping reputation appears to precede him. Even if it's just to keep his name in the news and he doesn't actually want these jobs, I think this is starting to have an adverse effect on his program. The obsession with other jobs and his name being out there for other jobs is hurting him. And what should have happened during this coaching carousel when nobody wanted him should have been a humbling thing. We'll see if it actually ended up being that, but this should have humbled him. Uh, a lot, the fact that nobody wanted him. He needs Ole Miss, and he needs to be successful at Ole Miss. And I don't think it would kill him either to act like, you know, he's a little bit more into it. I'm not saying he should act like he loves it and that's it, that it's his dream job or whatever, because we all know that's not true. These are jobs for 99% of the coaches in college football, and that's all they are. But I think with how the coaching carousel and recruiting went, it wouldn't kill him to act like he gives a damn moving forward. I don't think that would kill him. Um, In fact, I think it's something he should do. Keith Carter is giving him more money than an Ole Miss coach has ever gotten. Uh, This facility project is, I mean, it's not because of Kiffin they were going to do this anyway, and they're doing it to other sports, but uh, I mean, they're building hundreds of millions of dollars into football. They're they're giving him whatever they can, including a gaudy salary and an assistant salary pool that's upper tier in the league now. If Ole Miss is committing to him like this, it's time for him to commit back. Again, I know how the business works. I'm not naive. But the constant flirting with other jobs, the constant all season that he did bitching about the fans, flirting with other jobs, not closing well in recruiting, losing staff members. DJ Durkin's considering staying at Ole Miss. He's getting the offer from Texas A&M, and the negotiations are happening while you're out of the country. I'm not saying you shouldn't take vacations, because you should, especially if you got the money. 
you should have an appropriate work-life balance, but this is the SEC, and Ole Miss is paying you a lot of money. And maybe some of you probably disagree with what I'm saying. Probably Some of you probably think, ah, whatever, who cares, just win, baby. But there's there's enough smoke about disorganization, being difficult to work for, looking at every job that's out there, um, to where I think what I'm saying is true. He should have been humbled during this coaching carousel. This should have been humbling and eye-opening for him. Should have been. And uh, we'll see if it actually was, but it, it wouldn't kill him to act like he gave a shit. Excuse my language. Sorry, guys. It, it would not. Um, it wouldn't kill him to act like he like he cared about Ole Miss at least just a little bit because Ole Miss was the ones that gave him his break back into big time coaching, and Ole Miss is uh, giving him seven and a half million dollar a year contract. Maybe, just maybe, he could do something to help. At least calm things down a little bit. Even if you have to lie sometimes. That's okay. Anyway, I uh, went over 20 minutes. I had a lot to fit in in just a little amount of time. Ole Miss has a basketball game tonight. We'll do a recap of uh, of that game and also talk about the state game as well. Because... Uh, Again, analytics say keep this under 20 minutes. So uh, I'm going to try my best to continue to do that. Uh, so we'll talk hoops uh, tomorrow morning, and I'll get this. Uh, I'll get a basketball episode for you uh, tomorrow. In the meantime, y'all be good. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk uh, hoops with you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.